Hey there, writers, and welcome to the Well-Storied Podcast. My name is Kristen Kiefer, and this podcast is where I translate articles from the Well-Storied blog into audio so you can listen in on the go. If you don't know, Well-Storied is where I share helpful tips and tricks to help writers craft sensational novels and build their very best writing lives. So thank you all so much for joining me today. If you're a writer, you are in the right place. As we often do on Mondays, we are diving back into the blog archives to cover an oldie but a goodie. And this, in fact, is one of the oldest blog posts on my blog. It's called How to Write in Deep Point of View, and it's been a very popular article ever since it was first published on April 23rd, 2015. So without any further ado, let's dive into today's episode. If you would like to read along as you listen in, make sure to head on over to well-storied.com deep. How to Write in Deep Point of View Have you ever read a book in which you felt one with the point of view character? From the very first page, the author dropped you into the protagonist's shoes, encouraging you to see their world and experience their journey through their eyes. It's novels like these that are often so easy to consume, and that consume you in return. And the technique that makes many of them tick? Writing in Deep Point of View If you're looking to write an engaging genre fiction novel that grips readers and doesn't let go, Deep Point of View may just be your secret weapon. But what exactly is this technique, and how can you utilize it in your own writing? Let's break down everything you need to know in today's episode, writer. Firstly, we must ask, what is Deep Point of View exactly? This narrative technique eliminates the distance between the reader and the point of view character by utilizing a close, subjective framework. In other words, one character's thoughts and experiences shape the narrative at a time. No head-hopping, no narrator, and as few marks of authorship as possible. More on that in a moment. The point of writing in Deep Point of View is to encourage readers to experience the story through one character's perspective at a time, making the events of the story more personal and gripping. This technique is a popular one in modern genre fiction as it mimics the experience viewers have when watching many of their favorite films. Writers working in deep point of view can utilize any tense and grammatical person, such as first person, third person, etc., making this technique fairly adaptable to a writer's style and their story's needs. What defines a certain type of storytelling as being written in deep point of view is its subjective nature, its distinct character voice, and its limited marks of authorship. The latter are words or phrases that pull readers out of the point-of-view character's perspective, reminding them that there is an author behind the story. These marks include dialogue tags, filter words, and other phrases unnatural to a single character's narrative, though we do need to discuss these items in more detail in a moment. But first, let's ask the question, how can you learn to write in deep point-of-view? Because the intent of Deep Point of View is to encourage readers to experience your story through a single character's perspective at a time, getting to know your point of view character or characters in depth is key. The more you know and understand your character, the more personal of a narrative you will write. Once you've taken the time to develop your characters, however, there are a few key parameters you'll want to keep in mind when working to master this narrative technique. First up, limit your character's knowledge. The first step to getting inside your character's head is accepting that they don't know everything. There may be information or events that you'd like to include in your story, but if your point of view character isn't aware of them, 
you'll either have to add a second point of view or work in a different narrative style. Tip number two, cut filter words. Filter words are marks of authorship that put distance between the reader and the point of view character. Rather than simply stating or showing what a character experiences, phrases like she thought, he saw, and they wondered remind readers that an author is behind every word. Let's take a look at how removing filter words can affect a narrative. Here's a passage that is out of deep point of view. At last, the tremors subsided and the earth stilled. Maggie wondered how bad the earthquake had been. She looked around and saw the deep black gashes in the ground where the pavement of the road had cracked. She knew that it must have been at least a 7.0. And here's a very, very similar passage, but written in deep point of view instead. At last, the tremors subsided and the earth stilled. How bad had this one been? All around, wide cracks gashed the pavement as though the road were soft as flesh. Despite the heat, a shiver coursed up Maggie's spine. She sat unblinking, rattled by the devastation. Notice that our second example removes the words wondered, saw, and knew, while also adding imagery that makes the narrative more personal to the character's experience. Tip number three, limit dialogue tags. Dialogue tags are used to indicate which character is speaking, and they are yet another common mark of authorship that you'll want to limit when working in deep point of view. Certain tags are so commonplace that they're nearly invisible to the reader, and thus don't harm a deep point of view narrative. Examples of this would be words like said, asked, and replied. But most tags, or even the overuse of common tags, can pull readers out of a story. Fortunately, limiting dialogue tags is fairly easy. In many cases, you can simply allow your dialogue to stand on its own. In an instance where the identity of the speaker is unclear, using an invisible dialogue tag or an action tag is a quick solution. Let's take a look at another set of examples to see this technique in action. Here's out of deep point of view. She found John on State Street. A stream of blood flowed down his forehead as he stood on trembling legs. Are you okay? she asked. I'm fine, John whispered weakly. You don't sound fine, she chided, examining the gash. Just then, the earth once more began to buckle. Get down, she cried. And here's the very similar passage, but written in deep point of view. A sob of relief broke from her lips as she eyed the length of State Street. Only a few paces away, John stood, trembling but alive. She ran. Are you okay? She probed at a small cut on his forehead. Fine. She frowned. You don't sound fine. His voice was taut and gasping, thin as a reed, but she didn't have time to question him. Get down, she cried, pulling him close as the earth began once more to buckle. See how I cut three dialogue tags without compromising the clarity of the example? I chose to keep the final tag, she cried, as I felt it lent the best flow to the narrative but even that could have been cut without confusing readers. On to tip number four, make the most of showing and telling. Generally, I feel the phrase show don't tell is misunderstood. Telling has its place in prose and is likely used more often than you realize. But where this common phrase comes in handy is in description. As Anton Chekhov once said, don't tell me the moon is shining, show me the glint of light on broken glass. Showing readers what your point of view character is seeing and experiencing is a valuable opportunity to dive deeper into their point of view. 
what a farmer would notice upon entering a city would be vastly different from that which a city dweller would notice, right? Make the most of this opportunity by defining not only what your character would experience, but by writing that experience into the narrative in a way that rings true to your character's voice. And speaking of voice, tip number five, delve deep into your character's voice. Subjective storytelling limits the narrative to a single point of view character at a time, but subjective storytelling and deep point of view are not one and the same. The latter affects the style of a writer's prose deeply. If you choose to write in deep point of view, you aren't writing about your point of view character. You are writing as them. Thus, their language, their beliefs, their knowledge, and their worldview should all have a massive impact on your narrative style. This is why developing your character's voice is absolutely key. And finally, tip number six, avoid passive voice. Passive voice indicates that the subject of a sentence is being acted upon rather than taking action. Like telling rather than showing, passive voice certainly has its place. But in many cases, writing in passive voice takes the perspective away from your point of view character. Take the following sentence, for example. Her shoulder was crushed by the beam. In this sentence, the character's shoulder is the subject, and it receives the action of the verb, was crushed. Flipping the sentence into active voice, and thus keeping your character's perspective at the heart of the narrative, simply involves a little rearranging. The beam crushed her shoulder. See how this sentence is more immediate? It keeps the point of view character squarely in the middle of the action, and in the present moment. If you aren't sure if you're using passive voice, try writing by zombies after the verb in your sentence. For example, her shoulder was crushed by zombies. If the sentence still makes sense, you're likely using passive voice. As you can see, writing in deep point of view is immediate and personal. It tosses readers right into a character's world and encourages them to experience every roller coaster emotion along the way. But deep point of view won't be the right narrative choice for every story. Because of its close subjective nature, deep point of view can be extremely limiting and may not be a natural fit for many writers' stories or personal writing styles. This is okay. Above all else, finding the narrative voice, tense, and perspective that feels right for you and your story is key. Some styles may be more popular than others, but that certainly doesn't make them any better. Find the style that works best for your story, then rock it without a second thought, writer. That confidence will exude through every line and every page, and readers will take notice. Thank you so much for listening in to today's episode of the Well-Storied Podcast Writers. I hope you enjoyed it. I do apologize my voice is a little rough today, but I wanted to make sure that this episode got out on time, so thank you for bearing with me. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to give it a like, a rating, or a review. Whatever you can do goes a long way towards helping the podcast grow and gain more more visibility, so it's all a really big help, and I really appreciate it. If you would also like to support the podcast monetarily, this podcast does cost a a decent amount of money money each month to run, and that is paid for by the wonderful Well-Storied patrons. If you don't know, Patreon is a website where you can support your favorite creators for as little as $1 a month. And so if you would like to come support the podcast and all the free resources that I create for Well-Storied, come be a part of the team at 
patreon.com slash wellstoried. And I will leave that link for you in today's episode description as well. Thank you, as always, for listening to my little spiel here at the end of the episode. Again, I hope you enjoyed today's episode, friends, and I will see you guys next time. Happy writing! Bye!